Welcome to Relationship, where real-life couple Justin and Candace share their keeping it real perspective on the ins and outs of their personal and professional experiences, navigating the ups and downs of partnerships in life and business. They will also offer practical advice for maintaining strong, healthy, fun, and successful relationships in life and business. If you're ready for comedic and insightful exploration of life, love, law, business, and everything else in between, you're in the right place. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride. Here are your hosts, Justin and Candace. Seth Green is the nation's foremost authority in growing your business with a podcast. Seth is the co-host of the Sharkpreneur podcast with Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington. That was named one of the top 10 podcasts to listen to by NASDAQ. He is the founder of the direct response marketing firm Market Domination, and he is a nine-time best-selling author who's been interviewed on NBC, CBS, Forbes, CBS Money Watch, and many more. Rebecca Green received her bachelor's degree in psychology and her master's degree in social work at the University of Buffalo. She counseled families whose children had behavioral problems before she decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Rebecca is the host of the Whiny Palooza podcast, where she puts her experience in education, psychology, and social work to the test while she shares insightful thoughts on marriage, parenting, and keeping three energetic kids safe and happy. She is an Amazon best-selling author of two books, Whiny Palooza and Whiny Palooza Gets Less Whiny, as well as a top 100 mommy blogger. Her Whiny Palooza blog has over 3.7 million views. Welcome to Relationship, guys. We're happy to have you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We're excited. So I need to know this. What part, um, are you in your office or in your house? Dining room. House. Dining room. I always want to know where people are at. So you're in the dining room. We're sitting on the floor in our home office. So this is good. We're off to a good start so far. <laughs> so... Just to give you guys a little bit of a background, I'm sure you already know since you guys are producing our podcast, what relationship is about. It was something that Justin and I wanted to do because for us, we always want to know the ins and outs and the nitty gritty and the stuff that nobody really feel comfortable talking about, but it's real life practical shit that everybody wants to know. So that's why we want to interview you guys. And so I think the best way to start is, you know, since you guys are partners in business and in life, like we are, how did you guys meet? What's your story? <laughs> who's who's telling it, honey? You tell it. <laughs> um, okay, so I was sitting in my synagogue on Rosh Hashanah and, and I was 20 something looking around at all the families and I was all emotional going, how come my husband can't just be right here? And I leave. And I come back 10 days later on Yom Kippur and Seth is sitting three rows behind me. <laughs> so we didn't know that. <laughs> so I got up to go to the bathroom and Seth followed me. So that is Ooh. a soccer move. I like it. Yes. <laughs> so that is oh, how we met. To, to be fair, I waited till she came out of the bathroom to talk to okay, her. Okay, good. Okay, good. good. Okay. So but this we would be a in, really interesting podcast had you gone into the bathroom with her. Let's just get that. Straight. He did not follow me into the bathroom. That might have resulted in a nine one one call. Some other. <laughs> and and we recognized each other from high school, but we we weren't friends in high school. Like we didn't know each other, so we really met at our synagogue. But I did know enough to say, "Hey, aren't you Rebecca so and so? Didn't you go to Williamsville East? Weren't you a year ahead of me?" 
Yeah. Like, so I wasn't you guys, a total you guys knew of stranger. each other, but there was no opinions on each other at that time. It was just like, I think they, you know, this person went to my high yeah, school. Yeah, I just recognized no him and I, yeah, I recognized him and I knew his name. That, that was it. Okay. So fast forward, you guys, me, start, I'm assuming dating and obviously married with children. Yes. Yes. And so at what point did the two of you become complete, insane, crazy people like we were and say, you know what? Let's go into business together. Let's, let's, you know, work and live and breathe every and suck each other's air 24 seven. The air gets sucked out of my life a lot sometimes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, to be fair, Seth goes to the office. I don't know if you know that. Today he worked from home, but most of the days he goes to the office. And we do a lot of projects together. So we do my podcast. Um, we just did my book. Uh, what else? We do our vlog, my vlog. We do a lot together, but we also have time apart. She she gets an eight hour break from me or a little bit longer when I go to our office building and she does not she does not see me for those eight hours. Well, and I don't even think we need that because even today when you were home, you were busy on your webinars. Yes. So we do take time apart is what I'm saying. So the air doesn't get sucked as much as it does in your office. <laughs> so your tank is at least 50 percent full of oxygen. <laughs> Well, no, the kids suck the rest of hers. I, I get some. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So the, uh, the original question was, how did we end up in business together? Yes. Oh, that's all Seth. Seth thinks that I can endlessly work and keeps coming up with crazy ideas that are wonderful and just keeps giving me more and more work to do with him. That so, is that is where it stems from. So she, okay, that's not the real answer. She was um, parenting three children, writing in her journal is a coping strategy to deal with the stress of parenthood. Right. And I said, hey, that'd be a great blog. And she said, I don't have time for a blog. I don't know how to do a blog. I'm not doing a blog. We went back and forth a few times and she said no every time. And then I'm, her brother gets the credit for this going, well, why don't you write a couple in advance? So you got a few weeks ahead of time and then you wouldn't have to rush and you'd have some lag time. She said, okay. Um, and she gave it a shot, started blogging, and then we marketed the blog and the blog took off. And then she's absolutely right. I keep adding to her plate. Every time I have a great idea, she says, no, I'm too busy. I already have enough to do. I don't have any more time left. But and let me magically- take on one more thing. <laughs> right. And then magically it happens. It works out wonderful. And she's like, oh, I suppose that you were right. And maybe I should listen to you and not say no. And then she says no again. Yeah, that's but- true. <laughs> But the crazy cycle works. Yes. And, from I, and from what I gather, because that brings me into the next question, it seems as if, Rebecca, your strength is the actual implementing and Seth is the big idea guy. And so your strengths, weaknesses, or both of your strengths, or, you know, or if either of you have any weaknesses, it's not the, uh, you know, one person's weakness is maybe the other's strength and vice versa. And is that what you consider to be the winning formula of what has created your success? I think that Seth and I are yin and yang. I think we are total opposites. And I think we balance each other out. And that's why we work so well together. Yes, the complementary opposites, my weaknesses are her strengths and vice right. versa. You're right. And that's, yeah. that's the same for us. That's what we discovered. Since yeah. when do I have weaknesses? 
That's another podcast because if I have to answer that question, we'll be on here for another like three hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, I'm a social worker, so I'm happy to do any marital therapy. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That'll just make my relationship, you know, um, weekly call and just go out the door. Why are they doing a relationship? <laughs> I love so, that title. So let me ask you a question, though. Did you guys, what was it like your first, whether it was a year or two years, for example, I always tell people that when Justin and I started our business, our law firm together, for the first, I would say a year or two, I wanted to gouge his eyes out with a spoon almost every day. Like it was crazy. I mean, I'm being you have, dramatic. You have to tell them how we were working. Let me let me just tell them. We were subletting an office in a big office suite and I only had one desk. So she was on one side of the desk oh and I God. was on the other. And we were in this staring little eight other. by 11 room staring at each other for about two oh, years. No. So a prison cell. I want to know what it was like for you. I mean, give us the real details, the nitty gritty details, the good, bad, and ugly of your first couple, whatever it was, year or two until- Your first things, endeavors. Yeah, until things started to really jive and you guys you know, got the flow going. I think we're still working on the flow every um, day. Well, I think we're, we're learning every day what pisses each other off. We don't always know what's going to piss each other off. That's the problem. Like you can't, surprise. You can't always predict what's going to upset the other. That's like what landmine and I are going to walk on today. Thank you. <laughs> I already did that I, I today. I think that's every Jewish husband's thing. What landmine right? are we going to step on today? I mean, <laughs> I think I'm missing a foot right now. And with the half shiksa, he doesn't know what he's going to get. It's like Jekyll and Hyde because he's got two different cultures. He's got the Jewish side. <laughs> And the Asian side of me, so. You know. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, that is funny. So he's legitimately got a better excuse than me for being oblivious, right? <laughs> Nick's yes. the comment, Nick's the comment. Abort, abort. Oh, Seth, um, I think that a lot of our fights to this day yeah. are that I get upset about something detailed that was missed. Oh. So I'm more... A detail that you missed. Okay. No, okay. a detail that I missed. No, so no, she a detail is, that you missed. Got it. Yes. Because that didn't very, seem right when I thought you meant a detail that you missed. I was like, I don't know about She that. doesn't miss the details. So right. she is very detail-oriented. And I'm, as you mentioned, the big picture visionary. Right. So I will go 90 miles an hour with my hair on fire with all these ideas. And she will go, wait a second. We got to dot the I's, cross the T's, and make sure I know what I'm doing being her. Right. So somewhat, as she pointed out, a lot of our conflict comes because she needs me to slow down and go one step at a time and make sure everything is done correctly, as opposed to just trying to get to the next thing as fast as I can. Right. You're not but alone. I think, I think what makes it work is that, you know, Seth is to the left, I'm to the right with the details or whatever it is. And I think I have learned more to jump into things. And he has learned to slow down and look at more details because Seth is like, ready, set, go. And I'm like, wait, we have to iron everything out. So I think we've both moved a little more towards each other, which works. Right. Yes. And I would say Seth isn't ready, set, go. I'm going to correct you. It's ready, fire, yeah. aim. And she's like, wait a second. Where's the gun? Right. 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 Totally. Like, what are we doing? 
Well, let me ask you a question. How long, so from the starting point of when you guys decided to synergize, I, that's the word I freaking hear everywhere. I'm like getting sick and tired of that word, but it's the word of the century. Yes. So when you guys decided to come together and synergize to the point that we're at now, how many years would you say that, you know, you've been, you've been at this? Well, it, Lily's 10. Our youngest is 10. So it's been what? N- over nine years. Yeah, over nine she was years. like around one when you started blogging. So we started the process together about nine years ago. And I think we've come a long way. We still fight. I mean, our fights were much worse at the beginning. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I also think with age, you simmer down. So yes. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out if our fights are not as explosive because we're just moving in the same direction or if it's because I've just mellowed out with age and defeat <laughs> and just and I don't want to lose my voice you know like when you hear people tell you or you know I I might see a friend I'm like oh my god your voice is so hoarse most people be like I'm under the weather when people ask me why my voice is so hoarse oh I own it I'm like Try screaming at your husband or your child for three hours straight. And this is the sexy voice that you'll end up with. So, you know, what do you want from me? I understand. I think we mellow with age. And I think that we personally, we change our expectations. Because I, I think I expected like too much. I expected... I know I'm human. Like I'm trying to remind myself that I'm human and I make mistakes to have more tolerance for Seth being human and him making mistakes. Right. I thought it was you. You were allowed to be human, but I wasn't. <laughs> say that. I knew you were going to say that. Well, no. Can I, can I tell you why that just like struck something in me? Because several years ago, I had partnered up with a co-counsel on a, a class action Thing that's actually still going on we're still trying to make it happen but he said something to me that made a major shift in the way that we are with each other now and I'm wondering if that if if you can kind of use the same analogy but he said something to me that was so poignant he said Candace stop clubbing a baby seal how would you like it how, how would you like it? Thank he you. Said, how would you like it? I think I'm the baby seal on this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to be derogatory. No, maybe you are. But he's. He said, "How would you like it if you know Shaquille O'Neal came to you and was like, Candace, why can't you dump the damn ball in the basket? Like, what's wrong with you?" And so at that point, I, you know, I learn by analogy sometimes, you know, I I don't read between the lines very easily. I'm very direct. And so for me, that really struck a chord. And from that point on, I mean, still, you know, our shit still gets in the way. But from that point on, I started to use that as a mantra. And when I look at Justin, I'm like, okay, stop. His strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. So Candace, shut the fuck up. Like, be understanding of this. You know, if you if you're you know if you're gonna really dish it out and you really appreciate the fact that our strengths are you know my strengths are his weaknesses and vice versa, you know get that through your head. And is that do you feel like that analogy works in your situation? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. If if I for a moment get out of myself and look at his face when I'm upset with him. You know how like we get so mad and I'm like, we're going to fight. And I look at him and if I look at him, he looks 
like a seal. Sad <laughs> 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 seal. Like if I can get out of myself for that it moment. For a second. <laughs> he has a new idea for a podcast about baby seals. <laughs> Let's, yeah, fun. clubbing baby seals. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I look at the look on his face yeah. and he's so upset yeah. that it gets me to calm down a little bit. But if I think of him as a baby seal, that will help me. Maybe we should change our safe word to baby seal. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Safe word, baby seal. That's it. I like it. But so let me, but let me, so I want you to, I want to dig a little deeper on this. So when you guys are fighting, you know, and it, and it's evolved obviously through the nine years and, or even, even longer from, you know, when you guys even first started to meet, what would you say is the best form of conflict resolution for you guys as business owners and as partners in life? Can I go first? Yeah. I mean, have you figured Um, it out? I'm assuming you figured it out, but you know, but let me We know. figured out some of it. I would not okay. say we've 100%. We're not perfect. No, of course not. Nobody's perfect. Uh, so I think the key for me is to not be defensive and to realize that she is going to have her emotions about whatever it is. And even if I think her emotions are wrong or inappropriate or too big for the situation, there is no money in pointing that out. It has never gone well. It took me way too long to learn that if you just shut up, accept whatever she's throwing at you and wait, eventually she will relax and calm down and get to the point where she realizes what wouldn't have gone well if I had suggested. But if she comes up with it later, then it's okay. And then we will get to the point where we can have a logical, rational conversation about what happened. And I think the big thing for for me is to not be defensive and to not criticize her. And not to get mad that she's mad and not to argue with her that she's mad. Because I tried all of those and none of them worked. They just made it worse. I'm going to try to take some of that advice. I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) Well, and to take ownership to my side, because we're both at fault. Like, we both do things wrong. So, like, I'll be critical and then he'll get defensive. Right? So, we see the pattern. I'm criticizing him. He gets defensive. That tends to be what's happening. So I have to take ownership for my side and tell him things a little kinder. Like, what do I really need? What do I, what do I want? I want him to explain things calmly, detailed, slowly. You know what I mean? I'm just giving you an example. Cause you know, Seth is ready, set fire or whatever. He's ready, saying. fire, aim. Ready, fire, aim. So So taking that example, I have to nicely tell him what I want. I want him to slow down and explain things slowly instead of being like, you know, criticizing him. So we're both learning our side of what we're doing wrong and what we can fix, you know? Well, if you're anything like us, I'm a yeller. Like I I came from a family of yellers. That's my way of communicating, but I'm simmering down. But I've learned, because you are right, when I'm actually calm, my son and my husband are running for the hills because they would re- much rather be yell at that point. Because when I'm in that monotone, they're like, no, 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 yell at us, yell at us because shit's going to hit the fan in two seconds because you're too calm. So the message does get across better when you're calm, even if they're scared shitless, they're still receiving it because they realize how serious you are then we sound like crazy bitches when we're, you know, yelling. Like, oh, if I, if I'm, if I yell, the room clears. 
They literally all leave. They don't. Oh. And if I raise my voice, they just stop listening. All of them. All that is what I'm them. trying to tell you. I figured yeah. that out. I'm like, uh-uh, yeah. it's not working. Yeah. Yes. The, the way you communicate the message invalidates what is probably the accuracy of your message because we tune it out. That's, and that's what I've learned ultimately. And that's, and I've only learned that in the last couple of years. So, you know, and it's yeah. difficult because it's, it's yeah. very difficult to undo obviously you know many 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 years because we're both we could both be fiery people because i'm kind of like seth you know some i get criticized i get super super defensive and i'm like but but this and i did that and then and she's like why are you so defensive like because you're criticizing me and that's that that's how it normally starts but i've also i've also learned that with you and your family you were fockerized as a child so he needs constant validation and good job for like taking a piss in the toilet you know it's like come on most, it, i think that's most men i really I, do i, I, I don't know that. if it was a man thing or if it was a you and your family thing no they want to be did have the shrine of like the seventh and eighth and ninth place yeah. medals at home. i have like a sixth place bowling trophy <laughs> that my parents kept <laughs> So now I'm realizing that I need to be a little kinder, if I can even do that. You can. We can. We, we can. We can always, the life, everybody can always be kinder in life, you know? And, and I think there's not enough kindness that goes around just in general. Very and, true. You true. know, if we want our children to be kind, we got to be kind as well. Very, very know? true. Well, and I... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was going to say I make sure that I analyze it after whether I like what I did or I didn't like what I did. You know, I analyze it and I think, what what am I going to what do I want to repeat and what do I want to do different next time? So and are you going to follow through, though, on that? Sometimes. Sometimes. She's made a lot of progress. Like if you look at us when we got together and us almost 20 years later, my God, you've, I mean, we've, I'm, I'll give you more credit than me, but you've done so much work on yourself. Well, I mean, we both have, we both have for sure. And that's important. You want to, you know, to get to the level that you guys have gotten to, or, us, you know, or, or people that are, have reached a certain level of success, you have to be open to working on yourself and just getting to the better version of yourself on a daily basis. So since I have that 20 year number that you just gave me, what would you say, and I want to know from both of you, so Rebecca, if you want to go first, I want to know your best lesson learned or takeaway in life and your best takeaway or lesson learned in business. And then Seth, after Rebecca gives me that, I want the same from you. Okay, wait, you want to say that again? So, the best so I want your, the best, best life lesson. the number one takeaway or lesson it you know real life practical stuff that you've learned the best or if you have two you know i want your best two if you can't give me your your favorite and the best takeaway or lesson learned in business so i want one of life and one in business from both of you okay so so my life lesson that has helped me the most is not taking things personally that is my biggest, I mean, that is my like biggest life lesson because I used to take everything personally. And then I learned, right? I learned that most things that are going on with people have nothing to do with me. So someone might have been a total bitch to me. Right. It had, and it had nothing to do with me. Right. And I, and I keep learning, right? Over and over and over and over. And okay, I think as women, 
we fall into that trap more where guys are able to compartmentalize and things just roll off their back where we as women internalize things so much. Oh my gosh. And we think we're connecting the dots and we have this narrative going on in our head as to what we think is going on, which is why I always tell Justin, I have to stop seeing the world and people through my own optics. I got to stop doing that. Yes. I mean, we're all evolving and if we're evolving, we're doing well. That's what I have to say. So that's a lot. Biz- so that, okay, so that's your takeaway in life. What's business? Okay. What's your so business? Business success. Okay. Yeah. So what I think the root of business success is, yeah. is authenticity. And I think that if you are your authentic, real, true self, yeah. that is when I'm the most successful. Love it. I agree. I totally agree with that. I'm glad you like my answer. I do, but now I got to come up with new ones. I can't steal mine. I, all right. Well, then, so my life lesson was going to be don't take it so personal. Shut she, up. She is always going, Why are you taking it so personal? And I said, Because you're my person. <laughs> but you have more. You have more. Uh, so I'll go, I'll do business first because that one okay. is not the same. I would say, Yes, you need to be authentic. And um, my biggest business takeaway or lesson has been. Um, who you are being affects how well what you're doing is working. That's true. Wait, I want you to elaborate on that for a little bit because I'm not getting 100% so, Sure. So if I am in a really negative, fear-based, scarcity mindset, emotional state, our right. marketing that day isn't going to work. It could be the best campaign in the world and it just won't work because I'm not working. I'm not being. But if I come at it from a generosity and a giving and a contribution and a happy state, magically everything works better. Like the days I'm in an awesome emotional state are the days that our phone rings for no reason. And someone's like, I've been on your list for five years. I'm finally ready. Sign me up. Yeah. And if I'm in in a fear-based place, that's the, the client calls out of the blue who was happy two days ago and goes, I want to cancel. And I'm like, why? You were happy two days ago. So you do believe in those energies and what completely put out in the world. hundred percent. See it all the time. I will say, Candace, when sometimes it'll be like, there haven't a lot been a lot of cases coming in the door. You got to think about this thing or this. I said, when I start thinking about it, that's when things don't happen. When when I'm not thinking about it so much, and I just going about my every day and just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's when things come to the door. And it it has to be that positive mindset and outlook. Once you're in that fear base, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? It's just everything, everything goes to shit. I always feel like. But here's my question, Seth. If you're somebody like me, who I always tell people, I'm neither an optimist nor a pessimist. I'm just a realist. And so it isn't as easy. Like I'm never going to be that person that's amped up like, yeah, guys, let's crush it today. Let's, you know, like, I'm just not that person. Do you know what I mean? Like, I still think that that can be a little bit inauthentic or hokey. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not how I feel at every moment. There are, are many moments where I feel that way. So if what you're saying is true, Seth, for people like me that, first of all, and I appreciate all the books that you said to me, and I've read some of it, but I hate reading <laughs> I got to read for a living. But what would you say, you know, if I wanted the cliff notes on what can you, what can one person do to really train their mind or to to have a mindset that has this energy that you're talking about of the fearless, the, the positivity 
um, even on days where you might not feel that way? Like, how do you train your brain to do that? So that's a great question. And I'm not saying you got to be all the time right. uh, or anytime. You want to be authentic, as Rebecca said. I think how you train your brain is the same way you go to the gym. You don't go to the gym once a year and expect to be in shape, right? You got to get your reps in. We talk about, you know, we got to do our personal development reps every single day. You know, what is your morning routine? What do you do? What do you think? What do you say to yourself when you first get up, when you're brushing your teeth, when you're helping getting the kids ready? It's all mindset, relationship and business. So if she comes in to a discussion or a disagreement with me and she's already pissed off, cranky, mad, it's going to be worse than if she's coming into something from a loving, wonderful, happy place. So I think count your blessings. Think about everything you do have. Think about everything that you are grateful for. Think about everything amazing that you are hoping to show up in your life and in your business. And if you do it enough, it actually happens. Oh, I like that. I like that. Because Justin told me, he's like, I want to start implementing when we wake up in the morning, kind of have like a 10 minute meditation session with each other. Let's talk about we did talk about, you know, the the appreciation and the gratitude aspect of having that conversation. And what just our little goals for that day of having like a husband and wife partner powwow session, you know, whether it's on a walk or just in a meditative state. So but we haven't implemented that yet. We talk It'll about make a it, world of difference. But we, we do need to implement that, Justin. Given all the success you have achieved, what is your biggest challenge now? You go first. You go first. Pack up your tongue. What is my biggest challenge? Are we is this a relationship question or a business question? It's both. It could be anything. And it, it could be anything, but because you guys are in a unique-ish situation like we are being partners in life and in business i think that because of that unique relationship and perspective i really would love for you guys to you know give the audience as much as you can on both i think we get in our own way all of us i think that we the more people that i talk to and this includes myself we find reasons not to do things or not to start things like it's not perfect. It's not ready. I don't have time. I've heard every excuse in the book from everybody. (laughs) So I think that the biggest challenge is just start, like just do it. Just jump in. Stop saying that I don't have time. I say that a lot. I'm very busy. I have three kids and I work and I run the PTA and I run a Girl Scout troop and I do a lot of stuff. Wow, you do a lot. I I am very busy. So I say, I say way too often, you want to talk about messages that we say to ourselves. My message that I need to stop right this second is I'm too busy. I need to never say that line again. That's what I say. Oh, I love that. That was awesome. The the fact that you just came up with that, worth the whole price of admission. (laughs) But it's so true, though. And I feel that a lot of people don't, they take it for granted. Or, you know, you hear it a million times, either in seminars, these entrepreneurial, you know, conferences and the books that you read. It, it, it's it's almost repetitive, but every, you know, every author, every voice out there says it in a different way, but it all is the same. Like your, your fears are going to create your limiting beliefs. 
And, you know, I we just learned last year from going to Rise and Record, as you know, Brandon T. Adams' conference, you know, Brian Post said something so powerful. And he was like, you know, you're, the two emotions that drive everything is love and fear. So you act out of either love or fear. Those, that's it. Those are the two, like, foundational emotions. And so when you break it down to those basic things, all of your limiting beliefs, which certainly not coming from love because they're limiting, right? So all of your limiting beliefs and the things that hold you back are caused by fear. So that's – so. Th- to wrap this up, though, because I this is such an important thing that I want to really elaborate on it as much as possible, because you have so many people that go to these conferences, right? But you don't see the, the successes ratio-wise of how many people that try to better themselves, but don't actually achieve that. And I'm always wondering why, you know, and I was I was watching this influencer lawyer who said, you know, a lot of people will ask me, why do I share so much of my secrets? And he's like, and the reason why is he goes, I know that 98% of you out there aren't going to do a thing about it. And so to wrap up, what can you tell people like, because people reading it and hearing it isn't changing their mentality. So is there anything that you can say of, well, how do you remove the fear? Because you can't just tell somebody, just remove the fear. Because it's not as easy, you know, it's not as, as easy as, you know, it's easier said than done. But what can you offer the audience as to anything that you might have done to remove those fears and just and, do it? And we deal with those fears every day. I mean, they don't disappear completely. You're never done. There's always another level to get to. I think the most important thing to remember, the thing that we could suggest is your why has to be bigger than your fear. If you have a compelling reason for what you're trying to accomplish or what you're doing, that's bigger than the fear that you're dealing with at that point, the more powerful, positive, emotional win. You just Got have it. to have a why that's bigger than your fear. I that makes sense. Me, like that totally different. makes sense. That's yours. Yes, that's mine. That's yours. Mine is a completely different. Mine is my inner dialogue. And I think that people aren't aware of their inner dialogue and their self-talk. And I am super, I have become super aware And I can tell what I'm telling myself, this is too hard. I can't do this. I'm stressed out. I'm busy. I have too much to do. I'm overwhelmed. I hear myself saying that now. And I have worked for years on changing that dialogue. So now it's things like, you know, you can do it. You always get it done. You always succeed. You know, you're capable. So it's, it's the reassuring thoughts for me. That's what helps me. So I'm talking to myself. Well, those are things that I haven't even implemented in my own life. So I'm going to be stealing that from, you know, the both of you. So I am so grateful that you guys gave your time to us. What a blast this has been. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had some fun. Because that's what we are intending to do. And thank you for being so real. Like our pleasure. That's that's my biggest hope for you know for my guests or our guests on our podcast and you guys like deliver. So thank you, thank you well, so thank much. Thank you for having us. This was a lot of fun. We enjoyed so it. Yeah, very this much. wraps up relationship for today. Seth and Rebecca Green. Thank you so much. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Don't miss next week's episode for more relatable, real, and practical insights from relationship. 
packed with even more candid conversations. So make sure to subscribe, tune in, and keep your wine glass full. And if you want to share your own experience or ask a question, follow us on social media and feel free to reach out. Go to CernitzLaw.com, call 888-68-DAMAGE, or email us at cshanbraun at CernitzLaw.com or jcernitz at CernitzLaw.com. 